everyone, and welcome to the Cinematic Schematic, the official podcast of thecinematropolis.com. I'm your host, Caleb Masters, and today we are going to be reviewing my most anticipated movie of the summer. No, not The Avengers, not Toy Story, not Godzilla. No, we're going to be reviewing part three of the most epic action movie saga we have seen of the decade, John Wick, Chapter 3, Parabellum, Parabellum, whichever. And I'm joined by none other than Soundtracks, Alexandra Bohannon. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome, Hi, welcome. Hi, thank you for inviting me. Firstly, uh, thanks again for sitting in for LeRon, who could not be with us today. Oh. But he'll be back. Yes. With all of the goodness over the summer. Always a pleasure to have you. We had yes. seen John Wick Chapter 2 a we few did, years back. We did, also at a press screener. At a press screener a few years yes, ago. Yes, so. and that was the last time I saw a John Wick movie was that mo- that time. Hey, man, <laughs> it, it's always a good time to watch a John Wick movie, if you ask me. No, so. I know. You got all those Blu-rays for the previous two. Um, That's right. I, I actually went out and buy, I, I was like, I need to rewatch these. Why don't I own them? They're on sale. So, yes, I did go, in fact, yes. go out and buy John Wick uh, 1 and 2 in slight, preparation. Slight divergent, but curious. How do they hold up? Really well, actually. Yeah. Really well. But I do want to remind our listeners that, of course, you can keep up with all of our work here on the Cinematic Schematic at thecinematropolis.com. Dead Center is right around the corner, guys. That's right. Oklahoma's premier film festival, the Dead Center Film Festival, the 19th film festival in 2019, how appropriate, Yes, uh, is coming up right around the corner. We're going to have lots of coverage. We're going to have uh, filmmaker interviews. We're going to have written reviews, written analysis. Uh, so make sure, of course, to stay, stay subscribed to the Cinematic Schematic if you want to keep up to date on all the good Oklahoma films coming out. But also, uh, head over to thecinematropolis.com to catch all the written work. Uh, it's a very exciting time. It is an exciting time to be alive and an exciting exciting time to be a movie fan and a great time to live in Oklahoma. Exactly. All around. And this summer is just loaded with amazing movies coming out. We have have so much we're going to have to cram into our like once a month movie review. Uh, But uh, uh, anyway, uh, so yeah, cinematropolis.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the cinematropolis or uh, on Twitter or Instagram at the cinematrop. Check us out there. Without further ado, let's go ahead and jump right into our review of John Wick chapter three. Parabellum. You have no idea what's coming. Mr. Wick broke the rules. I trust you understand the repercussions if he survives. John Wick, excommunicado, is now in effect. You shouldn't be here. Good to see you too. I need your help. After this, we are less than even. There's no escape for you. The high table wants your life. All right, so uh, this review, uh, you know, uh, normally we have a spoiler free review followed by a spoiler section. But guys, let's be honest. Nobody's here for the. No, no one is here, for, here for the John Wick exploratory universe, mythos, Avengers cinematic universe extravaganza. No one's here for that. I, I mean, I, like, I like that stuff. Oh, it's great. But, but like, I don't feel like there's enough to talk about in a spoiler section of the movie for us to have a really meaty conversation about. Right. It. Um. If you there is a there are a couple twists in this movie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. And, and like, I mean, you know, I, I don't think it's spoilers to know basic facts that would be in the logline about the movie. 
John Wick 1, his dog died. He's sad. Now he kills people. John Wick 2, he's still sad and people are after him and then he has to kill them first. And then oh, that's okay. just the expanded thing for three. All right. So, so I'll throw out there. So for those of you who might not remember, spoilers for John Wick Chapter 2, which why are you listening to this review if you haven't seen John Wick Chapter 2? Uh, John Wick Chapter 2. Basically, long story short, the, the most simplified version, it is a little more complex than the first film. The first film was very straightforward. Yes. Dog, car stolen, dog died, vengeance. Yes. Uh, second one, basically, he gets done, he's trying to get back out, but then he has someone from like his past who hears he gets back in the game and gives him what's called a marker. Oh, yeah. Uh, which John Wick, it's like an honor. Again, this is where the mythos comes in, like... There's this whole Blood society, the, the, this whole secret society, uh, crime society called the High Table, and basically the this this guy uh, had helped John Wick out at what time they had a marker. So basically, like he did John Wick a really a big favor, and it's like sealed in blood. So they both have like this like marker that has like their blood thumbprint in it. Yeah, and uh, when, you know, and that person who did the first favor can come around at any time apparently and ask for them to fulfill therein, no matter what the favor is. So this guy who uh, here's John Wick's back in the game. He uses his marker to get him to kill his sister who has a seat at the high table so he can get a seat at the high table. God, but wait, it, it, get, it gets messy and complex though, because if John kills someone at the high table, then the whole organization turns on him. So it actually is pretty, it gets complex. It's really fun. Long story short though, at the end of the day, John Wick chapter two, it ends. He has a massive bounty on him because he's broken one of the key rules of the Continental. So one of again, huge mythology, but there is this rule where once you're in like one of these safe hotels, they're like safe rooms for these these like uh, assassins and bounty hunters or whatnot. And one of the rules is you can't there. There's no business conducted on grounds. Like you can't actually kill if you're yes. targets in that hotel. You can't kill them. Well, John Wick was so pissed off he did it anyway. And then he gets, uh, he basically gets a contract put on his head, and he's what's considered excommunicado. So he has broken the rule. He is now a rogue member of the organization, and they want him dead because he knows too much about the organization, and yes. he's no longer a member. That kicks off the beginning of John Wick Chapter Three, which picks up minutes yeah. after the end of. I like. I mean, I'm talking because if you watch them back to back, it would it would literally play like right at the, the the next scene. And that's what I was hoping for. I was really hoping that there wouldn't be doing something where it's like he's been on a run for a few weeks or something because that had such great momentum at the end of the right. movie that I was like, man, this could really this could carry us into the next one, and yeah. it did that, yeah. and I was thrilled. Oh it yeah, did. yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah. You hit it dead on, like. The thing about John Wick Chapter 2 is the second it's over, you're like, crap, I want to watch the next one like right, right now. now. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Alexandra, by hand, it sounds like you're pretty warm on it. Let's just go ahead and give our initial thoughts. What did you think of John Wick Chapter 3? John Wick Chapter 3. I uh, hadn't watched, I still haven't watched the first one, which is kind of hilarious, but I mean, who cares? You don't need to. It's an action movie and it's really gory and violent and, and, a, and a treat. Um, and like Theon Greyjoy's the, 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 the shithead in that movie. Oh my God, he is. But we got lots of Game of Thrones alums because we got, we have, uh, this isn't spoilers, but Braun, uh, the actor yeah. that plays Braun. Yeah, Jerome, uh, Jerome Flynn. Uh, he shows up with a very strange accent. Very strange accent, uh, yes. It was a choice, but he didn't care because he's chewing the scenery. Everyone looks like they're having a blast especially Lawrence Fishburne and of course Angelica Houston which I haven't seen her in a movie in a hot minute. Yeah, right. Um and she was I mean I feel like everyone was really cast flawlessly. Um the the structure of the film I I really enjoyed all the action set pieces. They were great. The first 30 minutes of the film holy shit like 
Just hang on. It's a roller coaster, man. Hang on. If they could think of a creative way to kill someone, they will do it in that first 30 minutes. Um, and they do that again throughout the rest of the, fe- uh, the film. Um, but it definitely, the, the pace gets kind of off. There is definitely a breaking point after you get through that first act and it's like, okay, we gotta, we gotta catch up. Everyone gets a break and, and the audience does need a break. Cause you're like, holy shit. I'm like fucking overstimulated, but you do need a break. Um, but then we kind of go into this weird, this plot that I don't know exactly pays off where it's like, Oh, we got to send him abroad. And then it doesn't like, it does amount to things, but I don't feel like those things actually had hardcore consequences and things that actually like at the end of the day mattered when we get into that final act. And then when the film ends, it does impact it, but I don't think it required us spending another third of the movie doing those things. Even though throughout those times, there were great action sex piece set pieces. Um, we get Halle Berry, we get dog foo. We get, yeah, we get a lot of shit in those. Drone Flynn. Yes. We, yeah. we get a lot of cool shit, but it, it like, that was kind of a miss for me when we, when we started with such a bang and we had such great, uh, positive will, we have some of the best fight sequences in the entire film at that front third. And it maybe, maybe see what you think about this might've blown their load a little early with that. I, not to say that by the time we get to the end, those fights are bad or whatever. I get substantially less interested. Um, whenever we're just, in a room and we're just uncreatively killing baddies with guns, which is what kind of, we have a third. The the last third of this movie definitely probably, it still looks good. It, do- oh, it still looks incredible. Beautiful. I would say there's a specific sequence because the last third of the movie contains some of the most amazing fight scenes and also the most missed. Just yeah. There's, there's definitely a like kind of what you would expect to see in an action movie shootout. Yeah, uh, and I felt like and that not was not a good way. And now, and it, it, I mean, like again, it looked good. It was cool. And there's a scene where John Wick throws a gun at a guy's head, and that was pretty funny. But like, right. it's it's probably, in my opinion, the weakest part of the film. Exactly, um, which sucks because that's building. It sh- should be building to your climactic with the the baddie and, and you know and all that stuff. Um, so that's kind of that's kind of where I'm at on it because like you get in, even in that second that middle chunk, which is kind of meh. Like uh, it's not even meh. It's just like oh, this is kind of a missed opportunity, I guess. I, I think it's a uh, the transition in and out of the second act are both Sloppy. pretty. Yeah, Sloppy, very- yeah. Um, even with that, like we got some gun heavy fight sequences, the Halle Berry, the John Wick Halle Berry stuff. That was gun heavy as fuck, but yeah. like they did it in a creative, it felt more creative. It felt yeah. very creative instead yeah. of just like guys in SWAT gear running through a very dark room where you can't really see what's going on. And it's like, Oh, they have one. Well, they're just like shooting people. They're shooting know? people. Yeah. And like, because of their SWAT gear, they're just having to like, do the it, okay so it's like if you're playing like bloodborne or sekiro or whatever and and you do this thing where you jump on someone and you ha- and do the exact same kill animation every single time it's that right like they pull up their helmet they shoot them under the chin just to double tap them because they're wearing the swat gear well right. it's like you see that like for 10 minutes straight SWAT, and it's just yes boring both in video games and in movies swat gear is a really annoying thing yes <laughs> annoying and it, like whenever you're in the desert and everyone's wearing flowing garb and people just get shot instantly and you can do it in interesting ways that's cool right um but it just doesn't right well, doesn't there's only work. so many ways you can kill people in swat gear right Correct. like so shooting them under the chin is the only way yeah. apparently in yeah. john wick 
Yeah. Um, no, I kind of uh, echo your sentiments. I think the first act is the, definitely the strongest part of the Phenomenal. movie. I mean, it doesn't stop for 30 minutes. It just keeps going. And the and the, the, the kills are wildly creative and never get old. And you're just like, oh, my God, your adrenaline's rushing. The second act is also good. But, yeah, I think the transition in and out of the second act are um, very clunky. It feels a little disjointed. I love the mythology. The Some, some of the things they added to the mythology I really liked. Honestly, though, like... Some of the mythology stuff, specifically with the high table, the leadership for the high table, for example, I was pretty underwhelmed by that. I didn't feel like it was particularly interesting, and it required John Wick to go into a desert for basically no reason. God, um, yeah. Ugh. But I mean, it wasn't it wasn't awful. I just you know, like it's one of those things. Like I like I like the high table when it's very mysterious, yes. and faceless. Yes. Uh, and you know, they did a little not too much but they did a little bit to demystify that and i also feel like that was intentional kind of setting up for the next film which will you know this film ends setting up the next film in a really uh exciting way yes but um no i think the the action sequences i do think they are i I really feel like they might have blown their load with the really creative stuff in the first third yeah it's it's really strange because like by the time we get to the end i mean we do there is a motor okay there is a motorcycle fight with katanas in the last third that's not that the last third is like not it's not that it's missing it's just like they set the bar so high early on exactly the there was Bear, nowhere yeah. to build to they right. started at 11 and it's like impossible to maintain that pace right. throughout the full, full right full and minutes. they go to the Halle Berry stuff uh they go to that all the act two stuff which is pretty good but oh yeah but it definitely feels different and then the thing I think it felt different enough that I was a little more forgiving of that stuff that the setting was different. The people that it was refreshing, but like whenever you see John wick, like having to die in a desert and then yeah. the, I just like, there was like a bunch of that stuff. I think just, I, uh, I will say this of the three movies. I think structurally this one has the most problems. Yeah. Uh, and listen, I love this movie. This movie is going to, has my highest recommendation. I think this is exceptional. It's like ballet with bullets and Kung Fu. Yes. It, like it, it, it feels like you're watching the most magical like dance performance. It's just the choreography Absolutely. is some of the best you're going to see. So I just want to reiterate, I love these movies. I, Keanu Reeves, I love how they write the, directly to his strengths, which is kind of the, the strong silent type and flat, reflective. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I do think there is, um, again, this is the third one. This is the third film in the, in the series. So this is where I feel like I'm not going to say it's formulaic, but there is times where I feel like we've seen it before. Okay, like yes, you're starting to see. Oh, we've seen this before. Right, it's, it plays out differently, but where you see, you, you're starting to recognize the types of beats they hit right. in each movie. So I don't want to say it's it's definitely not like boring and formulaic, but I'm this being the third time, I'm like, okay, this yeah. feels familiar. We know not just like generally what to expect. This is probably going to happen, and this will happen. Like this type yes. of thing will happen, and yeah. that's not necessarily a bad thing because I think they pulled off uh, ph- phenomenally. Um, but you know, it's definitely the first one I, I felt like, okay, this is that type of scene kind of, Oh, yeah. I'm going to compare it to the scene, the first one, the second one. Right. Um, and then, yeah, the, so, uh, formulaic has got such a negative connotation. I don't yeah. want to say it's a bad formulaic. I'm just saying I'm starting to see the formula a little more than I had in the first two, because by the yeah. third time you've done it, you've done it two times before. And yes. now you're starting to see patterns. Yeah. Um, that's a great way of saying it is like. It is just fulfilling patterns of expectation yes. and not trying to actively subvert expectation right. like with regularity. Right, right. And uh, so there's that. Not a problem. That's just kind of more of an observation. Yes. I do think structurally there's problems, though. Yeah. I think I think the transition in and out of Act 
two is pretty rough. And I think they set the bar so high in act one, it was really hard to uh, top in act three. They tried to diversify it. I will say there's a really amazing sword fight in act three that oh, was like hell yeah. of amazing. No, those but, were But the great. thing was, it was the la- really the last big fight of the movie. And we after that, you'd already gone through the whole like uh, siege, like shootout that I was kind of... Uh, by the time we got to in this movie, I was ready for it to be over. Correct. It wasn't. It was not bad. I was not like, oh, I'm so over it. But I was definitely like, I've had my, I'm, I'm full. Yeah. Like, let's, like overstimulated, let's, yeah. a little tired. I'm just like, okay, the I want to get off the ride. Right. Basically. Right. That said, yeah. I'm still super excited for another one. I just think this movie, this movie, I think more than the other two, I felt like it was getting, it was almost overindulging. Yeah. I mean, obviously, sure. I know that's kind of part of the point. Like, it's an over-the-top action movie, but I I think maybe it could have actually been a little shorter. Agreed. Um, I think that whole SWAT rush sequence could have been axed. Yeah. It could have just been uh, Mr. Sushi Chef and coming in there with the knives and yeah. his baddies. Like, I mean, I really... I think I would have preferred that. that. Same, yeah. because, like, I wouldn't... Because the gun... Most of the gun stuff is pretty tired. Like, it really didn't... It did not add anything to the movie, having... SWAT team guys, besides being able to use a sh- a shotgun at very close range and seeing blood and brains and yeah. stuff, but like I so don't spoilers. You see all that stuff, but right? No, yeah, <laughs> well, no. well, I'll just put it this way, um, and this is where my complicated feelings about guns come in. There is a line from the Matrix in 1999, iconic line. What do you need? I need guns, lots of guns, right? And they reuse that line. They've actually cited that line. In, I think all three of these movies at one point. I think they cite it twice in this movie, actually. Uh, and by this point, I that's where I kind of feel like, that's where the fetishization, I think, comes in a little bit. Like, right. guns are the answer. And I know this is what kind of movie we're in. I know it's supposed to be funny. But something about it in 2019 with the state of gun violence in this country makes me feel a little uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. We're that it's like, framed, that it's yeah. framed like... That, 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 basically, that line. I think that's... Like, I, I, I think that, like, the way... That line kind of for me kind of kind of demonstrates how the film views guns, and I think for the 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 savvy viewer, the critical minded viewer, that's cool. Like because we all get that this is that kind of movie. I don't know if everybody's going to take away that take, have that takeaway. Yeah. yeah, I think that there is. Yeah, I, I think that there is that it is there right. for sure, and that's yeah. kind of where I'm at on it. Is like. Hopefully, I, it definitely does not spend any time on unpacking like the nature of gun violence in America. And, I don't or anything. Really, I don't, and it doesn't need to. I don't want it to. Right. I don't want it and to. I think it would if it did something like that it would be ridiculous and not necessary no. and sloppy and not good. But it's just like just there think, is a point. Yeah. I mean, because so much. This is another thing about this movie. Okay, most of the violence in this movie feels like it sucks to say like fun, but it's like. It has, it is oh, it's fun. light-hearted, if you could say it that way, despite yeah. some of the nastiest rag shit doll, I've ever seen. physics, like yeah. all the stuff, yeah. And that's why even, there are some action movies that I think are out there that are less gory that I don't either ha- want to watch or have as much fun watching because the tone underlying them is so much different and more intense. And like, in like, it's motivated from kind of like a growth, not like a gross place, but it's just like a negative tone to it. Right. And because everyone looks like they're having fun and that's what's happening. 
Um, and that's kind of when we get to that SWAT team sequence, it definitely has a tonal shift well, cause it's a like bit they, because it's yeah. not, it doesn't look, no one, it looks like they're in that same spirit of having fun exploring violence creatively, <laughs> like, you know, with Kung yeah. Fu and shit. Yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. mean, it doesn't feel as it feels grindy. It, it doesn't, it doesn't really add anything. If anything, it's really detrimental to the film. Um, you, you know, like so, I don't. So, yeah. so we think. I think overall, it sounds like we both are very, very positive on the film. I mean, for I, sure. I, uh, but maybe I think that I do think they could have trimmed some time out. And I think we both agree there's a a sequence. I'm trying to avoid spoilers that involves kind of like a SWAT heist or SWAT um, hold up sort of. Yeah, just yeah. And you'll it, know it. When you'll know there. it when you get there, and um, I think it. Yeah, I agree. It I think. It, I think. I think it could have gone and been just as fine. Side note, though, one thing I do want to say thank you about is um, one thing that I was really disappointed about in John Wick 2 um, is that they built up Ruby Rose's character so much. And then she had like this two minute knife fight. And then that was like it. And that was extremely disappointing to me. It's a pretty cool fight. though. It was a cool fight, but it, like it was the whole movie that we were building up. And then it just kind of it, it didn't fully land it wasn't like an atomic blonde level of oh, kind no. of fight i no. mean that's a little asking for a lot but i i'm glad that in this movie it felt like halle berry as the basically the only female action doing protagonist in the film had lot more to do in terms of she held her own there's there's this weird thing that i've noticed as like a woman watching action movies is like they give girls the knives because like women are more expected to be doing kind of that close combat thing because of a sexual tension with maybe the protagonist or right. the antagonist or whatever. Um, so there's like a lot more knife fighting for women I've experienced. And then like, it feels like also they're afraid of having there's like this thing. It's like, Oh, we're not expecting a woman to like hold her own, like in a physical fist right. fight. So there always has to be some kind of, thing to tip the scales in their favor while this film does kind of do that a little bit with a couple of things i don't want to spoil it for you but a section in that desert sequence for halle berry i do feel like it felt like a lot more of an even we're not just giving halle berry like concessions because she's a woman it's not oh this shit she's doing is cool for a woman yeah. it's because she's an action movie star and i love how they use halle berry in this yeah movie. I, I, was, I really that was great i expected something much different and did not fall into any of those expectations and yeah. i'm very happy about it which although also halle berry holy hell she's immortal yeah she does she not is. age her and keanu they don't age yeah they look the same they did look the same they did the, 20 years like, ago die another day or diamonds are forever uh i think it's die another day yeah yeah for so but she looks the same in that except she has like long hair in this movie yeah no it's, um, it's insane it's awesome and to see them both in like the peak shape of their career at like in their i think they're both pushing 50 yeah if they're not 50 already like so hella impressive i think they're both strong performers um, another thing I love about this movie is I, th they've done a great job at getting great character actors to pop into these roles. I love Ian McShane as like Winston, the hotel manager. Yes, he's so um, good. I love Lance Reddick. Shout out to Lance Reddick, my man, who's like the the, the uh, concierge. Yes, uh, he's also him. incredible. He's a great character actor, very underrated. Yeah, uh, I want to see more in stuff. He's been in, he's from The Wire, Fringe. He yeah. has a TV background, but he's been creeping into films more and more the last few years. Uh, yeah. Also, Destiny fans will know him as the voice of some guy in Destiny who I can't remember the name of. Uh, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have uh, Angelica Houston, like I meant you yes. mentioned. Not uh, in it very much, but man, she owns those scenes. She's chewing it and yeah. having a blast. Yeah. Uh, we also get um, in this one, 
uh, of course. Oh, Lawrence Lawrence Fishburne is chewing he's the having, hell out of. I mean, like having a blast. He's not just like kind of being campy. He's like going up to like a twelve on a, yes. on a ten scale, and uh, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. It's perfect. It's, it's amazing, and I can't wait to see you know uh, if they're able to to work some of these characters in the future films. Um, yes. I just think they they've done a great job. Yes, he's. Yes, these are just action movies that are light on plot, but they've done a good job at slowly kind of setting up this mythology. It's not overselling mythology. It's not a huge deal, but it adds just enough it's to kind of... interesting it's, it's and intrigue. different. It's yeah, intrigue. Yeah. And the other thing they do really well is they strong characters, really strong characters. I think in this movie, another really great addition um, was Asia Kate Dillon as the adjudicator yeah. of the high table. So she's like the one who's like... Yeah. She comes in's like, yo, Winston, that's Ian McShane's character. Right. How, why did this thing happen in your hotel in the last the, the in the last uh, movie? Like basically kind of the the she's the one who is laying down the law. Mm-hmm. The, the chickens have come home to roost. And she's just ah, great character. Great yeah. character. No, it's it's great. There's like a lot of wonderful like character moments and like character actors in these films um, that don't get to like do this kind of thing because they're Super like often. pigeonholed into like Lawrence Fishburne is not usually playing like uh, like a homeless in in charge of like homeless guys assassin ring like like that's right. when does he get to play that or Angelica Houston I don't want to spoil what she does but she's great and it's perfect yeah, it's perfect roles it's they're perfect casting yeah yeah so uh, so overall at the end of the day uh, uh, let's go ahead and close out just by giving some quick recommendations Alexandra so for our listeners out there who might not have listened to one of our shows before reminders so we have the uh, you buy it. So not only do you go see the, you go see this premium see, uh, screening at your theater, VIP or whatever, you're also going to buy it uh, digitally, Blu-ray, whatever version comes out uh, on home video. You buy that version after it's come out. We also have the full price, which is going to be, of course, your VIP, your Dolby screening, uh, matinee, self-explanatory, uh, your stream it option, which is where, you know, wait for it to hit Netflix or Amazon or whatever, or is this totally disposable trash? Mm. What, 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 what say you, Alexandra Bohannon? I would say that you should VIP Dolby this. We did not see it in Dolby. Um, and But I will be for the second. I will be seeing it a second time in Dolby. Yeah, and that tells you enough what you need to know about this because it is so... So worth seeing on the big screen, um, seeing it premium seating with amazing sound and the blackest blacks and blah, blah, blah. Definitely, definitely see it there. Um, because I think some of the awe, like it's not that it won't translate to your tiny TV. Um, but I think you need to see it there first. I th- and then you, if yeah. you want to buy it later, go for it. But I think this will work on the small screen, but I do sure. think you're, you're definitely missing a certain element. Yes. Um, you know, I don't know how long this. By the way, this is the uh, we are far. This is the number one movie, and this is the movie that dethroned uh, Avengers Endgame. Is the Holy number one spot. Holy shit! Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Where Detective Pikachu failed, Aww. John Wick succeeded. <laughs> so, uh, although Pikachu got real close, um, so I think that's really exciting. I mean, if you can see this with a full crowd, though, I, oh I, I my mean, God, our, yeah. we, we, we watched this with a very excited crowd, and it was a fun time. So, I think that's part of it. I do think, yeah, the black levels, the sound will really add to it. So I'm going to go ahead and say purchase this thing. I mean, yeah. I just bought the first two. I can't wait to watch this movie on re- repeat on like a Sunday afternoon, uh, you know, to have yeah. it on the background. It's, yeah. it's, it's just one of those I feel like I'll watch uh, again and again. Yes, I have problems with it. Yes, you know, gun, all that stuff aside. The problems for this are so small. It, it delivers what I want plus more so effectively 
that my qualms with it really, I mean, don't deter me from recommending the movie in any way. Yeah. I mean, yeah, sure. The plot structure is not great, but that's, we're not here for that really. Exactly. Any, any problem with things you, you could probably just chalk it up to what are you actually here watching a John Wick for? Yeah. Yep, wholeheartedly agree. Yeah. All right, everyone. Well, that's going to conclude our kind of abbreviated review here on the Cinematic Schematic. Alexandra Bohannon, if people want to keep up with you and your work online until the next episode of Soundcheck, where the, can they find you at? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Alex V. Brohannon, B-R-O-H-A-N-N-O-N. You can also find uh, Soundtrack on um, thecinematropolis.com where we're talking to film score composers um, or just media scores in general. And then we're also um, doing our uh, score um, dive. And also keep your eyes on social media and keep your eyes peeled because there's going to be some really, really cool stuff coming down the pipe for the show this year. Yeah. Um, so you, if you're a fan of us, I hope you are. Um, definitely this this is for you we're really excited <laughs> Yay, so exciting things yeah um of course you can find me tweeting about all the things uh at c masters talk that's letter c masters talk uh game of thrones comes to an end people and uh as listeners might know i have a game of thrones podcast the cast beyond the wall and uh we have two more episodes of that podcast will be coming out after this drops uh we are going to be doing a deep dive discussion into the series finale of game of thrones and then we're going to be doing a season wrap-up episode so yeah you'll you've probably seen me tweeting a lot about game of thrones if you like game of thrones it's almost over if you don't like it uh on my twitter <laughs> so um yeah hit me up there see masters talk letter c masters talk on twitter and of course uh find all of our work again at the thanks so much for tuning in and we will catch you again next time 